0: Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Melodic and this is another episode of Soapbox Off where we have hard-hitting topics that are jaw-dropping, thought-provoking, and thought-challenging. So come with your emotions on neutral and your critical thinking on high. Today's episode is going to be about Kwanzaa. Yes, Kwanzaa, the newbie of traditions in, I guess you can say, the Christmas winter season. However, it has been around for a a good minute, but we're going to get into why I want to talk about this, okay? All right, let's get started now. All right, yeah, so Kwanzaa, I've, (sighs) Hmm. I've been really conflicted with things right now. As a person that is all for family time, this is the first time that I won't be able to see my family for the holidays, for obvious reasons. It really tore me up initially, then I realized that this gives me the opportunity to become more educated and enlightened on a tradition that I feel is slept on due to how quote-unquote new it is. Kwanzaa. Now, before you drop off this podcast and leave me on read or listen, whichever way your podcast kind of updates the status after if you listen to it, just before you do all that, just hear me out. I wondered about how we see relevance in Kwanzaa to the extent that we should care to celebrate it. I've heard jokes about how it isn't even of African origin, basically that it wasn't even created in Africa. I've heard things like, it's a baby compared to the other traditions that we have. And some have even gone as far as to say that it's inconvenient to have it right after Christmas. So it should have been placed in a different part of the, the year. Which, I think that they miss the concept of these holidays. Because technically, if it's so time consuming and inconvenient, that means that it's more on you, the celebrator, not the celebration itself. Because, perfect example, Christmas is all the way December 25th and Thanksgiving is in November, right? However, we find ourselves scrambling Black Friday, which is November, right after Thanksgiving. Some of us even scrambling during Thanksgiving as soon as the food was cool and we were done eating. We've scrambled on Cyber Mondays, and then we scramble all from November to December in effort to buy gifts uh, and do the trees and do the lights, which I'm not knocking a lot of it, but let's be for real here. If you are taking forever and a day all the way in November to December to prepare for Christmas, then that is your prerogative as the celebrator. That's how you choose to celebrate Christmas. Some people celebrate just for sheer commercialism purposes, and some celebrate for the birth of Christ, which in reality is that people wanted people to convert to Christianity and be more cognizant of Christianity by putting or recognizing Christ's birthday, December 25th, to kind of like overpower some of the celebrations that were happening during the winter season, which some were pagan. And then because it couldn't overpower it, it was like, let's join forces. So some of the pagan traditions got fused into the Christian traditions, but that's neither here nor there. I'm sure that you probably have heard it and you probably don't want to have the, um, the openness to accept that. A lot of people don't. Um, it is what it is, but I wasn't trying to go so far into knocking the other traditions. I'm more so just wanting to go into Kwanzaa and I just wanted to reflect how that whole thing happens, how we talk about Christmas and all these other traditions, like they don't have their own stance and how they made their own, you know, like place in the calendar. Well then let Kwanzaa have theirs. Cause again, it's, The celebrator, not the celebration that makes it inconvenient and time-consuming. Alright, of course, I just had to have that mini rant. So, let's just go ahead and go into the part where I can inform the masses what Kwanzaa is, shall we? Alright. So, Kwanzaa is an African-American and Pan-African holiday that celebrates family, community, and culture. It was created in 1996 by Dr. Molana Karenga. Hopefully I said that correctly because it sounds really nice saying it that way. So I'm just going to stick with it. Okay? Okay. all right. Dr. Molana Karenga, a professor of African Studies he also is the chairman of African Black Studies at California State University in Long Beach. Now that is based off of the article that I read at the time um so whichever time that was but you can find that article in history.com uh going into the holidays and then just, you know, clicking on Kwanzaa or you can just go to Google and say, you know, the history of Kwanzaa and Put in history.com so you can go to the History Channel's website. Okay, so back to the main thing. After the Watts riots in Los Angeles, Dr. Karenga searched for ways to bring African Americans together as a community. And he did a lot of research on African fruit harvest celebrations. From that research, Karenga combined aspects of several different harvest celebrations, such as those of the Ashanti and those of the Zulu tribes, to form the basis of Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is a seven-day cultural festival, and it begins December 26th and ends January 1st. You see how it's not even, like, on Christmas for it to be inconvenient? I'm sorry, I just had to put that little plug in there because I don't see how it's inconvenient unless you just are overboard with y- how you celebrate the other holiday. Okay, I'm focused. All right, focus, focus melodic. Got it. Okay, I'm focused. Okay, so Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa does join, its well, its purpose is to join communitarian values and practices of continental African and African-American culture. Doesn't that sound nice? So, with that being said, these days, these seven days, each day has a specific, um, has a specific meaning and most of the meanings, if not all the meanings, I'm pretty sure all of them are in Swahili, but I'll tell you the Swahili name and then I'll give you the actual English, you know, name, so the English word for the Swahili word, okay, so. The first day, which uh, is umoja, unity, it, it's to strive for the, and to maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Then the second day is self-determination, which in Swahili is kuji gugalia, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create ourselves for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. The third day is Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility. And it is to build and maintain our community together and make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together. Next is Ujama, Cooperative Economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Then there's Nia, Purpose, to make or collect vocation, the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kowumba, creativity. To do always as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. And then the last day is Imani, faith. To believe with all our heart in our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and the victory of our struggle. Now on these seven days, people celebrate with feasts, karamu, music, dance, poetry, narratives, and then they end the holiday, Imani, with a day dedicated to reflection and recommitment to the seven principles and other central cultural values. Those seven days, I want to say these are, um, these seven principles that they, these seven days are also the seven principles, which in Swahili is Gozo Saba. If I'm saying it right, I hope I am making my African ancestors proud as well as anybody from Africa in my effort to say these words. Please don't crucify me for this. Okay. Now, aside from those seven principles, there are different elements that are placed um, or different little like pieces that are used. For instance, they have um, the mazao, which are the crops, fruits, nuts, vegetables, and they're supposed to symbolize work and the basis of the holiday. It represents the historical foundation for Kwanzaa, the gathering of people that is patterned after, af, after African harvest festivals in which joy, sharing unity, and thanksgiving are fruits of collective planning and work. Then we have a placemat. We have the placemat set up and it's called the mkeka or weka mkeka. <laughs> so this placemat is typically made from a straw or cloth. And it comes directly from Africa and expresses history, cultural, uh, tradition. It symbolizes a historical and traditional foundation for us to stand on and build our lives. Because today stands on our yesterdays, just as the other symbols uh, that stand on the mkeka. So you have your mkeka, right? And it's the, the placemat. Now we're going to talk about the items that they say that stand on the mkeka, as we just discussed. So one of them is the kakombe cha umoja, which is the unity cup. Now this unity cup, it's a special cup that's used to perform a libation or tembiko. And it's a ritual during the karamu feast, which is on the sixth day of Kwanzaa. And what usually happens is that the, the libation is poured for the living dead, uh, for the living, for the um, living dead, whose souls stay with the earth they tilled. Now, during Karamo Feast, the cha Umoja is passed to family member, to family member, um, and the guests, and they all drink from it to promote unity. Now, there is supposed to be like a little left in the cup, For the eldest person to present and pour the libation, tembiko, uh, usually like a water, juice, or wine, in the direction of the four winds to honor our ancestors. And that eldest asks that in return that we are blessed, um, even those who are not at the gathering. Um, And after asking for the blessing, the elder pours the libation on the ground and the group says amen. Now this also can be done differently because you never know how many people you have there or you know some people are probably just a little like germaphobic it's okay it's alright you know it's a thing so uh, people celebrate it celebrate these days to, uh, how they choose to as a family some have done it in a communion format and some have done it where you uh, everybody has their own individual cups and then the main cup is left separate and so everyone drinks from their own individual cup and leave a little in their cup to pour into the main cup that the host will drink from and then pass to the elder to commence the blessing process. So that's how the Kekombe Cha Umoja is used and that is placed on the placemat. Then there is the kinara. The kinara is the candle holder, and it is the centerpiece of the setting, and it represents the original stalk from which we came from in our ancestry. The kinara can be a shape, you know, straight lines, semicircle, spirals. As long as the seven candles that we have, which it is significant that we have these seven candles, they're separate and distinct, like candel- uh, candelabra. The Kinara symbolizes the ancestors who were once earthbound, understand the problems of human life, and are willing to protect their pro- uh, progeny from danger, evil, and mistakes. In African festivals, the ancestors are remembered and honored, and the Mushuma Saba are placed in the Kinara. And the, Mushama Sa- the Mushuma Saba are the seven candles that we were discussing. The seven candles, they are ceremonial objects with two primary purposes. They are to recreate symbolically the sun's power and to provide light. The celebration of fire through candle burning is not limited to one particular group or country. It occurs everywhere. So the Mishuma Saba are the seven candles. There are three red, there's three green, and then there's one black one. And the black one is the one that is lit first, representing Umoja, unity. And I kind of saw that ironic that the black one is supposed to promote the unity, Umoja, because think about it. When all colors are combined together, what color does it make? Black, so to speak, in so many words, like roughly But yes, all colors combined, unity, united, make the color black. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Anyways, but yes, the black one is lit first. And you alternate between the red and green candles once the black, the black one is lit. Now again, every day you light a candle. So the day one, you light the black one. Day two, you'll alternate on the red. You'll start on the red one. Day three, green. Day four, red. It, you alternate between them. So basically, the red candles would represent the Kujigugalia, Ujama, and Kumba. And then the green would represent the remaining three. So, now that we know that the candles and the kinara are the centerpiece, so to speak, on the placemat, we have a ear of corn. So, a ear of corn represents fertility and symbolizes that through the reproduction of children, the future hopes of the family are brought to life. Now, one ear is called the vibunzi. Yeah, vibunzi. (laughs) And two or more ears are called the mindi, mehindi. Each ear symbolizes a child in a, in the family. And thus, one ear is placed on the mkeka for each child in the family. Now, if there are no children in the home, two ears are still going to be on the mkeka because each person is responsible for the children of the community. You know, takes a, you know, a village to raise a child. Okay, just so you understood. So, vibunzi is ear of corn. Now then we have the zawadi which are the gifts now we celebrate imani on the seventh day of kwanzaa and we give meaningful zawadi gifts to encourage growth, self-determination, achievement, success. We exchange these gifts with our immediate family members, especially the children, because we want to promote accomplishments and commitments kept as well as with our guests. And we really, uh, well, in the tradition, handmade gifts are encouraged. So the handmade gifts are more encouraged and are promoted to be used because those promote more of that self-determination and purpose and creativity and to avoid the chaos of shopping and conspicuous consumption during the December holiday season irony in that okay (laughs) family may spend a year making or they may spend so much time in making their own quinadas, or cards, dolls, kekas to give their guests kekas, I wish I could say this fluently I need to work on my Swahili. I need to get on the polyglottal stop. Um, yeah, I just randomly said that. Anyway, um, accepting a gift implies a moral obligation to fulfill the promise of the gift. It obliges the recipient to follow the training of the host. The gift cements social relationships, allowing the receiver to share the duties and the rights of a family member. And accepting the gift makes the receiver part of the family and it promotes Umoja. So, now, you have all of this stuff. You have the Zawari, the Vibunzi, the, um, the, what is it? The Mkeka. (laughs) You have the Mishuma Saba, you have the Kinara, you have the Kokombe Chao Moja, you have all of those items and they're usually like a little centerpiece on a table or wherever you want to like place it to have a, a significance in your home or wherever you have these celebrations every day. And typically if a child is in the home, a child is going to light the candle. And in this, uh, and in this time, every day, people are going to share stories and things that kind of, uh, fall in line with the day that it represents, like, uh, stories that go into unity, Moja, or they, uh, stories that go into self-determination, Kujigugalia. So it's, it's. Supposed to be in that concept, and it's supposed to be a time of celebration and laughter, and just a time to really uh, be around each other as a community, and also just to kind of like find your roots. That's how I felt, you know. Hearing this information, I deep down feel that it's a tradition that I can embrace, and it's it's something that i feel is so beautiful and i want to go more in depth with it but before i go in depth with it i want to take a quick break so i would like to give credit to the reading sites that i went to to get this information officialkwanzawebsite.org and I also want to thank the excerpt from the book The Complete Kwanzaa Celebrating Our Cultural Harvest, copyrighted 1995 by Dorothy Winbush Riley and reprinted with permission from Harper Per a division of HarperCollins Publishers Incorporated, which this came from the History website which of course if you know the History Channel, History Channel also has their own website so that is where I got more of the information from and from so i just want to give thanks to those two sites because it was definitely an insightful read As you guys already know, the votes are in, popular vote is done, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have been elected the president and vice president, respectively. However, we still got a ways to go. There is something called the electoral college process if you want to learn a little bit more about it go ahead stop what you're doing if you want to and you can go to the previous episode episode seven of soapbox off which dabbles a little bit on the electoral college process giving you a whole breakdown from how the electors are selected all the way up to their relevance with the house of representatives and the census and more please be sure to stop in and listen Get a little bit more information because knowledge is power. And if you ever want to fix something that you think is broken, the best way for you to do it is read the manual first. Alright, now that we are back from our break, with all of the information that I obtained from reading those different um, pieces and opinions on Kwanzaa, getting the history of Kwanzaa, I really really feel like this is something that I could get into. And with this time being to myself this year and knowing that I could have just been all in my feelings because of not being able to spend time with family, It actually gave me like the second wind because it gave me time to really explore this celebration and determining on if I want to incorporate it in my annual festivities. I mean, let's be honest here. There are some traditions that we do now that we don't even know the origins to. Regardless of your religion included, we drape each other in gifts with no meaning. We fight in stores to get the last flat screen TV. We make it uh, about how much money we have and how much we can afford things. I mean, I you won't believe how many times I've seen TikToks and Facebook posts about not having money. So, hey, forget Christmas. Forget this holiday. Forget that uh, we're not celebrating because I don't have the money to celebrate it, which I didn't know that it costs to celebrate these holidays. I thought that they were supposed to have purpose and meaning. You know, I don't know. To be honest, when it comes to Christmas, it's supposed to create this like warm feeling in your heart. But right now, I just wonder if people really embrace that concept of Christmas or do they embrace the concept of I need gifts. I need gifts to give and I want gifts to receive. All the while, Kwanzaa seems to have a purpose and it tries to encourage moral values along with sharing cultures and stories and uplifts each other. And it acknowledges your history because when you don't know history, you're bound to repeat it. It's something to to really pay attention to when it comes to what you're celebrating. What are you putting all of your energy to? And is it beneficial to you? Does it have a purpose? Does it make you feel good? And why? As for people that want to celebrate other, you know, celebrations this year, and I know I'm picking on Christmas, but I feel that Christmas is like the main one here in America. I don't know about the celebrations that are celebrated in other parts of the world, but that is the main thing that I hear when it comes to the United States. And, I just feel like there's absolutely nothing wrong if you want to celebrate Christmas for, you know, the, the epicenter of what it was for, which is acknowledging Christ's birth. Even though I know that people have done their research and they're like, well, it's not even his birthday on that day. And some people say, oh, it was like more October or August, but here's my thing. Nobody has lived that long to really determine his birthday. And People in Christianity want a day to celebrate his birth, so they chose December 25th. Whichever age, old, history, story this comes from, I'm just saying that's what it is. And I am a believer, I'm going to say it, don't at me, and don't click me off because of that, because I'm being transparent in this current time. But you can celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa. I mean, if you want to celebrate Christmas acknowledging Christ's birth and you want to celebrate Kwanzaa, that is perfectly fine. Christmas is on the 25th. Kwanzaa starts on the 26th. So understand it. It's perfectly fine. Christmas in its original intent wasn't for the commercialized marketing stick that it is right now. I know that we love it. I know that we have grown accustomed to it, but it wasn't. It was to acknowledge a birthday. It was to acknowledge a birth that was supposed to be in divinity, whether it's his official birthday or not. And it doesn't take weeks to prepare a genuine time to celebrate this. That's what something that slowly evolved to and what is now. If you find yourself time restrained, it's based off of how you choose to spend your time in celebrating it. So, yeah, I mean... I'm going to do it. I'm going to celebrate Christmas by showing love to my family and my friends the best way that I can in the current climate that we're in. I'm going to send my love and I'm going to send heartfelt, genuine gifts to them. And I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa. I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa because I want to be able to let those those terms and those words resonate with me. Every single principle I want to be able to carry in my heart in next year. And because of the fact that I'm still going through trying to go and connect with my roots. Yes, I have gone and tried and and have found what African tribe and African location my origins are from on both maternal and paternal sides. And it just makes me feel even more uh, of a need to get more into this type of um, celebration for myself because us as African Americans or those people that, you know, you identify yourself as African American or people that want to acknowledge the African roots that are in them, this is a time where you can, if you don't have the ability to you know, pay for the genetic tests to find out where your roots are so you really know what they celebrate and what holidays they celebrate if you want to go that deep. This is a perfect way to unite both the African American and African origins and find some type of rootedness within this. And I I find it so amazing. I find it as something that really makes me feel like, wow, like this is, this is what I stand on. This is, this is what I, this is where I'm supposed to be. We're supposed to create generational wealth for ourselves. We're supposed to find purpose in ourselves. And we're also supposed to be able to uplift each other as a community. And one day, one day, I hope that we can get there. I hope that and I pray that we as a people, as a community, we can get there. I know different cultures do it their own way and it's beautiful to see other cultures do it. But when can we as African-American people, when will we start getting to a point where we want to uplift and help each other as a community? And I'm not trying to bash. I know that people want to say that I'm probably bashing. I'm not bashing. I'm just taking note of the fact that not all of us are really trying to, and it's a majority, not the majority of us are on that good foot. I know that we are discovering ourselves, especially in the current year. I feel that we have gotten even more to a place of, I want to see my brother and my sister win. And I'm thankful for that. I just hope that it can keep growing and it's beautiful. Like even now when I talk about Kwanzaa, I find out other people that celebrate Kwanzaa and I get to see their kinatas, their placemat, their mquecas and their kukombe, uh, their kukombe on uh, umoja their kukombe cha moja. <laughs> it's, It's amazing to know that other people have been doing it and it's so quiet. I don't see it much, but to know I'm getting myself more immersed, the more I talk about it is even refreshing. So yeah, I'm going to celebrate Guanza. I'm going to do it this year. I feel that it has a purpose. I feel that it gives moral meaning and I hope that as I grow older and one day have children that I can pass this down to my children and give them that, that air to themselves that they find purpose and it's not just routine things, but they see purpose in what we do. I know that as they're young, that they'll probably be like, man, I just want to light the candle, (laughs) but I mean, as they grow older, these things will resonate with them. Just like what we've been doing as we grow older, some of these things we actually start finding meaning in and we find ourselves actually questioning whether they have a purpose to do them or not to do them anymore. Breaking chains and then, you know, planting different seeds, building roots. It's beautiful. So that's my take on it these things again I definitely want to say I am not trying to discourage anyone from celebrating Christmas it is your prerogative that is all you fam I'm like I said I'm celebrating but I am celebrating in my own rendition just like I'm celebrating Kwanzaa in my own rendition as I grow more into Kwanzaa but just Take a moment and really look into the history, just like we have been all year, on the history of the things that we do, and see if you find purpose in it. And if you find purpose in it, by all means, explore it further, celebrate it in in its true form. It's perfectly fine. As for me, I'm going to celebrate Christmas in its true form, and I'm going to celebrate Kwanzaa, and I'm going to light my candles. And I'm going to call my family, and I'm going to celebrate the best way that I can and embrace my roots as well as look forward to my future. Okay, so that was it. Kwanzaa in a nutshell. I hope that I gave you enough details. I hope I don't spin your mind in a funnel blender. I hope that, you know, you were following along with me. It has been a blast. I thought that it would be great to talk about Kwanzaa since we are approaching the holiday season. ling. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all there is. There isn't any more. <laughs> this is melodic soapbox off. This recording was performed, recorded, and edited all from Anchor. If you would like to support, feel free to find me on Anchor, Soapbox Off, and, you know, show your support however you would like. If not, you can always show support and donate just to help a sister out at Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash soapboxoff. And you can always follow my Instagram, Soapbox Off. And if you'd like to give me some topics, feel free to drop some in my mailbox at SoapboxOff at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. Peace and love.